everyone. This is Mel, and this is the Eyes Free Fitness Podcast number 10. Today, it's going to be all about Stability Ball Body. We released the Stability Ball workout this week, and I'm so excited about it because I love playing with that big Stability Ball, and I've always wanted a workout using the ball. The ball just makes me feel like a little girl. I want to sit on it and bounce and pretend that I'm riding a horse or flying or just being ridiculous. So to have an exercise workout using the ball just is makes me so happy and I'm thrilled about it. You can get the ball through our website, which is linked to Amazon. And you can also get the hard copy CD through Amazon, which is also linked through our website. And you can digitally download the workout uh, on the website at blindalive.com as well. First, we're going to talk to Shana about the benefits of the stability ball and how the workout is set up. And then we're going to hear from Lisa about how to size the ball correctly and some of her experiences with using the ball. And then after that, I'm going to give you a few more vocabulary words on fitness speak. So let's just jump right into the interview with Shana. Hey, Shana, how are you? Hi, Mal. I'm great. How are you? Doing very, very well. I'm excited to talk about stability ball today. I think uh, this is going to be a really good one. People are excited to have it released. And um, so I think we're going to release it in about, uh, it'll probably be released by the time this this comes out. So let's just start off by talking about what is a stability ball and what is so great about it. Well, a stability ball is a, just a big, round, plastic ball. It's pretty lightweight. It's very easy to lift. Um, and it's used to, as a piece of equipment to vary the type of workouts you're able to do, kind of vary the way in which you're able to move um, to give you a little bit of either added support, um, added postures, um, and what it really, what's really great about the ball is that using it helps to improve your balance, which I know um, is a big issue in the visually impaired community. And in addition, it also works the abdominal muscles and the core and trunk muscles um, a lot more than just using free weights alone. And it helps your posture as well. So there's a lot of benefits of using a stability ball in a workout. And in addition to the fact that it just gives you a different way to work out, it gives your body different ways to move, other ways to challenge your muscles. And um, there are many ways to, which we'll talk, I think we'll talk about in a little bit, use the ball to make exercises either easier or more challenging, depending on how you position the ball with your body. Yeah, I, I love the ball. I just think it's great fun. And it's different and unique. So this workout is a total body workout. Can you talk about the different sections and how it works each part of your each muscle group? Sure. Um, this is a total body workout, so that means we're working all of the major muscle groups of the body and targeting them in different ways different ways than we've done in, in other of our um, Blind Live 
videos or audios. Um, so each workout, you know, works each muscle a little bit differently. And what we do in this one is the first section is the standing warm up where we have bigger movements to get the blood flowing. And then we introduce some lower body exercises as well, like squats that are going to work mostly your quadriceps and glutes. Um, and then we get into the second section, which focuses on the muscles of mostly of the upper body. So we're doing shoulders, back, biceps and triceps. We're working on the arms. And most of those exercises are done sitting upright on the ball. And we're also using your abdominal muscles to engage to sit up correctly on the, while on the ball and get our posture working. And then the third section, we're, we focus on some core and abdominal exercises as well as the chest with, where we do some push-ups. And then the following section is a leg section where we focus a little bit more on glutes and hamstrings, and then we come all the way down onto the floor at the end and wrap it up with some more hamstring and abdominal and core exercises. Oh, great. So tell me, um, the the ball is is great for modifying, you know, you, you can make some exercises more difficult, and then you can have added support for some of the exercises that, you know, are, are harder to do if you're not using the ball. So talk to us a little bit about, say, you know, push-ups and plank and hamstrings. How does the ball modify those, those exercises? Sure. Um, it basically, it's always where the ball is placed on your body that makes it either easier, easier or harder. So, for example, just to walk you through a couple of exercises that you mentioned, but, but one that you didn't mention was crunches. So crunches where you're kind of sitting on the ball and then you roll down a little bit so that the ball is on your back and then you're crunching up towards the ceiling. The ball, if the ball is higher on your back, so if the ball is kind of towards your shoulder blades, it's a little bit easier. If you roll the ball to your mid-back or to your lower back, the lower it goes on your back, the harder the crunch gets because you're using more of your abdominal muscles. Um, for planks and push-ups, they can be done most easily if the ball rests so you're facing towards the floor and if the ball is resting just above your knees on your lower thigh or quad muscles. As the ball goes lower on your leg, like towards your shin or ankles or at the most advanced level, the ball would be on the top, resting just on the top of your feet with your shoelaces, um, that's where the exercise becomes the most intense and challenging. So similarly, for hamstring curls, where we're lying on our back and the back of our legs is resting on the ball, if the ball is just below your knees, the exercise is easier, whereas the most challenging level would happen with only your heels resting on the ball. So the ball is all the way down at, at the um, far end of your body. Oh, that one's tough. That one's hard. Yeah, that is. <laughs> I like to work barefoot. I, I don't, you know, with the st stability ball, I really don't see any need to have my shoes on just because I like to feel my feet and know what my toes are doing. But, you know, everybody has their their preference for yeah for that. Yeah. But the ball, stability ball is a great one to do without shoes on if you don't feel like putting your shoes on. Good to know. I always work at work out in a gym, so I always have to. Appreciate. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, oh, we don't have to work out in a gym. We can work out at home. 
<laughs> yeah, so um, I, I've heard a couple times that people actually put sand in their balls to make them heavier. Have you heard about doing this? And, and do people do this? And if they do, how do you do it? I've never heard of people actually putting sand in the balls themselves, although I, I guess that would be possible. Um, I do know that there's a company that makes a weighted stability ball that has sand in it, um, which is the Bosu Ball, which is a very well-known brand um, of fitness equipment. And they make a Bosu Ball called it's a Bosu Ballast Ball, and it comes weighted with sand in it. And so... I've worked with this ball as well, and I think there are definitely benefits to doing that as well. You could do this workout with the ballast ball or with a weighted ball. And, you know, the number, the first thing is that it adds extra weight to the ball so that any exercise that requires you to lift or shift the ball becomes more challenging using more muscle. And um, another part of it is that that may be beneficial to this population is that um, the ball stays put so it doesn't roll away. Um, as easily because it's weighted down. And the sand also gives an audible feedback when you're lifting and moving the ball, so you can always kind of hear it. Huh, so that's I, interesting. I, that's, yeah. That's interesting. I wouldn't recommend just going and putting sand in your ball, though, and unless you're sure you want to keep it there, because I got a feeling once it's in there, it's not going to come out again. Yeah. So you can have the option, you know, if you really get into the ball workouts of having um an unweighted, unweighted ball, or, you know, if you feel like you're more advanced, you can start with a weighted ball. But I think this, this workout would be, would be, can be, and is challenging either way. I might try it. I've got two balls now. I may, uh, I may get brave and see what it's like so that then I can tell people how it, uh, how it feels to, to do that. Um, yeah, let us know. Yeah, yeah. I've been having stability ball wars. I keep ordering different ones and trying out different ones so I can find the perfect ball to recommend to people. So I'm getting quite a collection at home. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure that will be good for your all of your followers to be able to help them and guide them. Yeah, yeah, great. So, uh, Shana, I think we're just going to... Um, you know, is there? Do you have any other information about stability balls? We're going to talk about sizing them in a different segment of the podcast, so um, we can we'll address that piece of it later on. But uh, I know you use stability balls at your club um, in mm-hmm. New York. So people, um, do you have pretty big classes that use the the ball? Is it a popular tool? Yeah, it is. A, it is popular, and I think. As I mentioned, I think just having a diversity in your workouts is important. So, and, and fun as well. And as you mentioned, I think that the stability ball makes the workout more fun. And so it's always important to have, remember that fitness can be fun and to, to vary your workouts to get different, you know, different types of, um, diversity and to mix it up. So it's, it's a fun piece of equipment. It's an effective piece of equipment and, um, As I always suggest, you know, I wouldn't do only this workout five times a week. I would have it as part of the mix and maybe do it once a week, twice a week and mix it up with some cardio and some flexibility and and all that other good stuff. Right. Yeah, that's that's what I like to do, too. I'll do um, stability ball, you know, once or twice, and then I'll do, you know, the different cardios. I, I mix it up because that's just... 
I love the variety of, you know, doing different things on different days. And according to how I feel in my body, too, some some workouts are a little more gentle than than others. So Exactly. Some days you might need something light. Some days you have more energy. So Yeah. Some days I'd like to be on, on a ball and on the floor and not standing up bouncing. So it works out. Yeah. It works out great. So, Shana, where can we reach you and if people want to... Um, get in touch with you and tell us a little bit about what you're what you do so uh, people can find you sure um you can reach me at you can email me at shana s-h-a-n-a at food and fitness pro.com you can you know shoot me an email if you need to reach me there um and my website is www.foodandfitnesspro.com and um I'm a nutritionist in New York City, and I teach multiple exercise classes throughout the city at Crunch Gym. So it's a mixture of spin classes, suspension training with the TRX, um, urban rebounding with trampolines, pulse classes with weights, stability ball, all the above. That's that's great. So if there was a, a blind or visually impaired person in New York close to you, they could come to your club and take one of your classes. I Yeah, I would hope so. They would have to work that out with the club. Um, but that would be really fun for everybody. So I haven't had it happen before. Um, so you can contact me and we can see if we can work it out. Good deal. Yeah, I like that. Okay, Shane, I think we're going to wrap it up. Thank you so much. And uh, people are really liking the, the, the last workout, the boot camp workout. And uh, so coming up is Stability Ball. And Shana has just been fabulous instructor for us. And uh, you're just such a natural at describing. And I'm getting so many compliments about your, your voice and how wonderful the descriptions are. So I, I just want to let you know how appreciative I am, and uh, it's been a joy working with you. And I'm sure it's—I'm sure it's not over. But we're going to be doing a few different kind of things coming up for a while. Uh, so mm-hmm. we'll see what no, happens. I'm to, yeah, I'm glad to hear all of that. Um, I love being a part of this project, and um, I'm happy and excited to hear what's going on moving forward and being a part of the plan. Yeah, so, great thank you for having me, and enjoy the workout. Yeah. Thank you so much, Shana. You're welcome. Have a good day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It should come as no surprise that today we are going to be focusing a little bit more on the stability ball and the stability ball workout. You've heard about this now, off and on, for a few podcasts, and we're very excited to be bringing it to you. I'd like to talk a little bit more about what you can expect with a stability ball if you've never had one and things that you might want to know even if you do have a stability ball. First of all, a stability ball is fairly large. It is not the smaller weighted ball, although in the interview with Shana, Mel did talk about the fact that the stability balls can have sand in them, but traditionally they do not. If you have a stability ball already and you have it inflated, 
it should come roughly to just above your knee. If you'd like to know what size you have and you don't know, what you can do, and of course, if you don't have a method to do this accessibly, you can get some help. But what you can do is take your ball and put it against a wall and then lay a ruler or yardstick on top of the ball and mark that place on the wall either with your finger or some kind of mark that will go away and then you would measure from that mark to the floor and that will tell you how big or how tall your ball is. In general, stability balls come in 45, 55, and 65 centimeters, and many brands have larger sizes even than that. The 45 centimeter ball is recommended for people under 5 feet and for children. There are some children who use the stability ball to work out. I first saw one of these balls used in physical therapy. I babysat for a family who had a four-year-old son with cerebral palsy, and they had one for him. So even young children can use these. In general, people who are five feet to five feet six inches tall will want a 55 centimeter ball. If you are from about five seven to six feet tall, you will want the 65 centimeter ball. And of course, if you're six foot to six foot and a half, you would want the 75. And if you are between six seven and seven feet, you will want to find a ball that is about 85 centimeters. The nice thing is that these measurements are not set in stone. As a matter of fact, when I was doing research, I found that different brands of stability balls recommended slightly different height guidelines, but these seemed to be the most standard overall. If you are between sizes, in other words, if you are right at the five foot six mark, you would be between the 55 and 65 centimeter ball. It is often recommended that you size up to the larger ball. Also, if you think you're going to be using your ball to sit on, while you are at a desk or just to sit on in general, you might want to also consider going to the slightly larger ball. If you have a chance to try out someone's ball before buying one, that's not a bad thing. You'll want to sit on the ball, and when you are sitting on the ball, you'll know it's the right size if your thighs are parallel to the ground. If the ball is too big and your feet don't touch, or maybe your toes touch and not all of your foot touches, you could more easily overbalance and 
fall off of it. If it's too low, you may feel like your knees are up around your ears and standing up could be a little difficult. But again, you'll want to just go with what works best for you. Some people are concerned that they weigh too much and that they could burst the ball. In general, from what I have heard, weight is not nearly the culprit that people think. Some balls have up to a few thousand pounds of pressure that they can withstand. Overall, you can really feel pretty comfortable knowing that the stability ball will pretty much take whatever you throw at it. If you lay on it, if you sit on it, if you bounce on it, it's pretty sturdy stuff. One thing that has been shown to be a little bit detrimental to the integrity of the ball is uh, claws. So if you have an animal who thinks that your stability ball would be a great toy, you might want to keep it out of his or her reach. Just maybe shut it in a room where the animal does not go. The other thing that you'll need to know if you've never had or used a stability ball is that when you order, they come traditionally with an air pump. You can look at the show notes and visit our site. We will have the link to a ball that we recommend, and it does come with an air pump. Basically, there is a little plastic plug in the ball, and you will need to remove this. You put the nozzle of the pump inside, and it's a fairly tight fit in general. And then, at least with the standard pumps, you push the top of the pump up and down, and it usually does make some sound uh, that you'll hear. And you want to fill the ball full, not full to bursting, but it should be firm. I mean, there shouldn't be any, obviously, any wrinkles in it. But how firm you make it or don't make it is kind of like mattresses. You know, everyone has his or her own preference. So you'll want to find what works best for you. Here is the most important thing, I think, about the use of the stability ball. If you constantly worry about whether or not you got the right size, or how full your ball is, or whether it is full enough, you're probably doing it wrong. The idea is to relax, work hard, and above all, have fun. After all, how seriously can you take yourself when you're working out with this wonderful large ball? I think it's meant to be fun, and we hope that you will find it as enjoyable as we do. If you have any questions, please do feel free to contact us. That's why we're here, and we're so happy to help if we can. If you have questions about ordering the stability ball, or ordering the workouts, or downloading anything on our website, if you have questions, please be in touch. You can contact us 
at support at blindalive.com. And as always, full contact information is in the show notes. Today on Fitness Speak, we're going to talk a little bit more about the upper leg. We've covered the quads and the hamstrings and the glutes, and today we're going to talk about the abductors and the adductors. Abductors, abductors, B as in boy, are the muscles on the outer thigh. They are responsible for lifting your leg out to the side. They are also responsible for stabilizing your pelvis and helping you to balance when you're standing on one leg or walking. It's very important to exercise these muscles. There are several muscles involved in the abductor group. The main one and the largest one is the gluteus medius. To exercise these muscles, you can lie on your side and lift the upper leg. You need to make sure that your hips are stacked and that the bottom leg is stable. Often you're on your elbow or you can be lying on your arm using your fore Um, your arm forward, the top arm, to stabilize your body. So you're lifting that top leg up to the sky, flexing your toes, turning your toes a little bit towards the floor so that you can feel that outer thigh working. The other exercise that we have in our Blind live ice-free fitness cardio level two workout is you're standing on one leg and you are lifting the other leg out to the side with your toes pointing towards the ground and lifting the leg out to the side so that you can feel that outer thigh. These exercises are great for saddlebags and giving you that nice shape along the side of your hips. Now we're going to talk about the adductors, D as in dog. These muscles, the adductor muscles, are on the inner thighs. They are responsible for crossing your legs and stabilizing your pelvis when you're standing on one leg or walking or standing in general. Sometimes the inner thigh muscles can get injured and that's usually the groin strain that you hear about. That's usually the inner thigh muscles that that are involved there. To exercise the adductors you lie on your side and putting your top leg either in front of the bottom leg or behind and lift that bottom leg up, flexing your toes, flexing your feet, and you'll be able to feel the inner thigh work. The other exercise that we find in the Eyes Free Fitness Cardio Level 2 workout, you are standing and you're lifting 
one leg in front of you with your toes pointed out or externally rotated, making sure that your pelvis is even and stable, that will work the inner thighs. You can feel them working. That's it for abductors and adductors. We've now covered the upper leg. We've covered quads, hamstrings, adductors, and abductors. It's important to know what muscles you are working so that you have a general sense of your own body. These terms are used when talking about the body, and it's a good idea to have a sense of what you're working and what exercises you're doing and why you're doing it. I'm sparing you from giving you all the anatomical uh, muscle groups in detail. I don't think that's really what you want to know. So hopefully this gives you an idea and you're a little bit more informed about your body. I hope people enjoy the Fitness Speak portion of the podcast. I feel like it's very important that we understand how our bodies work so that we can appreciate our body and also know better how to take care of it. Knowledge is power and our body really deserves to be taken care of. And it's our responsibility to do it because it's it's our body. This is the only body we get and we need to take care of it and it's it's important. So if there are any questions that you would like for me to address in the Fitness Speak portion of the podcast, just send your questions to Mel, M-E-L, at blindalive.com, and I will do what I can to answer the questions. So that's it for the podcast today. I am very excited about Stability Ball Body, so go to the website and check it out. On the website, there are ball inflations instructions and descriptions of all of the moves on the workout. The music is completely different from any of the others, which I'm happy to report. Uh, I think we we use the music uh, from the other ones as much as we could, and now we're moving on. Uh, I am working on other workouts now with completely different music, so I'm excited about that. So stay in touch, and if you want to know about what's happening with Blind Alive and the updates, go to the website and subscribe to the newsletter. We're not going to send you out a bunch of junk over and over. It'll only be when there's an update on on the website, when we have a new workout or there's something important that we feel like you need to know. Uh, you can also subscribe to the blog or the podcast uh, from the website. So um, have a great day and go bounce!